1: the woods uh, We're at the festivals. Oh my gosh we have been notorious for being a uh, faithful festival go- festival goers for Sundays. We've done that for, for a handful of years. We also every year go to the New York Film Festival which we'll talk a little bit more about. We cover the Tribeca Film Festival that was our first go this year, you were able to do that. And we have covered the Toronto International Film Festival, which I was able to go to. But this is something a little different. We're going back to Tribeca, but this time it was the Tribeca TV Festival, which was over the weekend, the past weekend as taping. And it was just, they they showered several TV shows everywhere. some new shows some returning shows and some were interesting and some were not you got to check out two,
0: yeah Mm.
1: and also uh our producer was able to check out some things too but let's talk about the two that you checked out this premieres this uh, a couple thursdays from now on september 26th it's called evil <laughs> evil on cbs not cbs access all access but cbs and this comes to us from a very familiar writing team who and showrunners who we respect to the nines this comes to us from the kings yes the very kings who gave us the good wife and the good fight and a couple of shows that didn't quite Know, take off. But we <laughs> love the Kings and I just keep calling Lamont Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> who was on the good wife um I don't know if he shows up in the good fight or not much. Sure. He does. But he does of course yeah. he does. This is also um, of course who we all know as uh part of the uh defenders He's also, what was his character's name? Luke Cage. He, he, uh, Luke Cage, that's right. And we're talking about none other than um, your boy. And said like
0: Michaelter, yeah. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> I
1: could remember that. Um, this looks like something, you know, I'm usually all about the king life, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do all them demon stuff. So <laughs> tell us what the first episode of Evil is all about.
0: Yeah, um, so here's what's happening. We have a psychologist, Dr. Bouchard, played by Katja Herbers, who was in Manhattan, the TV show.
1: Yes, yes, we yeah. we liked that show.
0: Mm-hmm. So she is working for um, the prosecution, I believe it's in Brooklyn. So she's working for the Brooklyn DA's office, but she's uh, a consultant. So, you know, she helps them with a whole bunch of cases. She's done over 30 cases in two years for them as an expert. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what is up with that? Is she a shill for them? And um, a new criminal they've caught, he's on trial. She's the expert. She's talking about how he's competent to stand for trial. You know, he's fine. Now. Over the course of some time in episode one, we find out that there's a claim that he's possessed by a demon.
1: She hasn't
0: seen any. She hasn't seen any evidence of this. I mean, what are you talking about? Who is the person? Who's this expert that's saying that he's possessed? Well, she goes to find out, she finds that it's my culture's character, David Acosta. David was in training to be a Catholic priest. He uh, spent two years in the program, he didn't complete all five. Instead, he found that, hey, I can become an exorcist. It's a particular skill. And literally what he does is investigates to see whether the cases are valid for exorcism. And he has a partner uh, who's played by uh, Asif Manvi. So here's what's happening. Mike Coulter's character, he believes in this stuff. Asif Manvi's character who works with him does not. He thinks it's a scientific explanation for everything. We just might not know what it is. And he's the guy who will explain to people what's really going on. Oh, you know, that sound you were hearing, that's not a demon, that's your dishwasher. (laughs) <laughs> and i
1: okay.
0: And then Katja's character, the doctor, well, she's kind of in the middle. She's agnostic. So David is the true believer. Asif Mondi's character, Ben, he's the atheist, let's say. And Dr. Kristen, Katja's character, is the agnostic. Now, uh, it's, maybe there will be more fluidity to that throughout the season. That's what we get from from episode one and from the Kings themselves as they were talking after this premiere. So the question is, how do all of them intersect? Because remember, the doctor is working for the Brooklyn DA. What happens that causes her to work with David? They all join up. And is this man really possessed? Because what happens is, he knows some things about the doctor he couldn't have known. How could he have found this out when he presents himself as this demon? Because when he's the real guy, he's like, I'm not possessed. (laughs) But she starts saying the Lord's Prayer, and maybe he is. Okay? Also, she has four young daughters at home, and a husband who ain't at home. He's off guiding people up mountains. What's that about? Her mother's like, he's a deadbeat! He's a deadbeat. Okay? (laughs) And the mother's played by Christine Lottie. Okay. So we'll see what happens with that. And then by the end, again, the question is this, are these phenomena real? Because this show, it won't be just dealing with possession. It's gonna deal with all kinds of, of evil, the source of it, because right now the Kings are thinking of what's going on in our own climate. And maybe some of this stuff can't be explained directly. Now, Robert King is the true believer while Michelle is kind of the agnostic in the couple they were talked about that. So all of these perspectives will be presented, but they won't always do evil. They will, they promise to scare you in every episode. That's what they said, they Hmm. want you to jump. Um, But they do want you to laugh at certain times. And in one episode, they even go the flip side to good. So what is all this gonna look like? We don't know yet, but I will say this, Michael Emerson is in this cast. Oh. Michael Emerson plays this man who is he a demon? Is does he just liaise with them? That's where some of the fun is gonna live. So now let me tell you this. It was a pilot. Okay.
1: Yes, yes. A pilot
0: from the Kings. So it was professional. As I was watching it though, I didn't feel the heat. Was I scared? I was oh, not.
1: Yeah.
0: I was not. Mm. Do we see a demon? We do. Does that work? It does. But it didn't scare me the demon. It was kind of creepy. I won't tell you how the demon appears. But I was looking at the demon I was looking at the prosthetics in the costume. I was like, this is really good. That's all. Oh
1: my at. gosh.
0: And the actor is great playing him. He's having a lot of fun. So I want more of that. I think by the end of the first episode, it started to get the feeling they need to push it a lot more. But again, it was a pilot. Um, Was everything perfect? It was not. But I will be watching episode two.
1: Great. You know what? This is something different from The King's. We've not quite seen anything like it. Now, you were able to see it in one of Tribeca Film Festival's main venues. So you saw it in a broad screen comfortably. Um, Did it play well on the big screen?
0: It did. Um, Again, I was transfixed the demon i was looking at that because the intricacy of it it's because he's all in black in this kind of suit i won't tell you exactly what it looks like but it looked really good like it really did Mm. look good i gotta give it to them on that and and in the talk ref just listening to them i'm like okay they have a lot of ideas they do have a a, an expert from the catholic church on set they got an expert oh now see that psychologist they got an expert psychologist on set. And the cast is really good. Uh, my question though from the cast is Katya, her character wasn't quite formed in the first episode. I'll tell you that. Uh, Mike's character was a bit clearer. And I will say to end it on evil, it was so nice to have Mike back with the Kings because they know how to write for him and he knows how to speak.
1: Yes. So it's back
0: to that. He gets to play a completely different kind of character. They were having fun with Lamont and Bishop and all that, and he had a big joke about it. And and even the talk itself, we might have some clips for you on social media. They, I mean, nice. Robert King is a jokester, so, and some of the other <laughs> cast members, they like they were having a good time. Um, so they seem like they're enjoying it. I just hope that that shows up. I mean, this was just a pilot, so I can't really judge it. Uh, But Mm. all I can say is I am interested in where they're going next.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's move on to something quite different. (laughs) Let's move on to the new, is it, is it? Let's move on to the new (laughs) show that's going to be on epics. Now, interesting enough, this is actually produced by ABC, but it lives on epics. It's called Godfather, Father of Harlem, starring uh, the cast alone we can go on and on about but before we do that it is directed by john ridley and you're thinking john ridley john ridley directed yes the writer john the, the oscar award a winning john ridley american uh crime story i believe is american, antho- mm-hmm. american crime that anthology that was on abc um he also wrote 12 years of slaves and did that one movie on i think it was showtime with Idris yourself i can't remember what it was called but john ridley is back and he is um working with chris uh brand Brincado and paul Eckstein, who are the creators who also familiarly created narcos mm. that's on netflix so that's the tone we're getting it getting from it um it's stars Forest whitaker as Bumpy Johnson. Now you're thinking Bumpy Johnson, Bumpy Johnson. Remember that movie, American Gangster, that starred um, Denzel Washington, that was like on and off. They tried to get it on and off. But it was about um, Frank Lucas, who was a criminal genius, I guess, if you want to say that. Well, this is the prequel to that. Um, And let me just name off some of the cast. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. Anytime you get him on the small screen, he comes to play. Maybe he's not playing. I don't. I don't know if he thinks he's really that person or not. But I just don't <laughs> want to ever be unprepared when I'm Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giancarlo Espini- Esposada, um, He is Breaking Bad and uh, uh, Better Call Saul uh, star Kelvin Harris Jr., who I still think is a sketch um only from the, the movie loose i'm sure he's a really really nice person actually i met him he's very very nice paul servino rafi Gavron, and clifton davis plays the honorable Elijah of course he, he does among other people you got a chance to see the pilot again this is on epics so they get to do some stuff that abc would normally
0: do um <laughs> it's basically movie level stuff they're doing Uh oh oh now <laughs> you were talking about frank lucas from american gangster and they addressed that in the talk uh chris Brancato and paul ekstein who you talked about who created it and did narcos and they were saying they wanted to do something from this time period but the difference is uh bumpy johnson that's uh, the godfather of harlem here played by forest whitaker this man wasn't just a gangster he was a philanthropist mm-hmm. and a lot of people who lived in harlem at that time said when he left that's when harlem went down yeah oh, he's a drug yeah, dealer. that's a
1: legend mm-hmm.
0: okay So what's that about? And then they talked about Frank Lucas, and they were like, look, Frank Lucas was less interesting to us because he just came up with a novel way to make money. The man himself, there wasn't a lot to mine, but they were saying for Bumpy there is. And they were also saying what they want throughout all seasons of Godfather of Harlem. Hopefully they said they want six or something. (laughs) So they said what they want is to show the education of Bumpy. So it's a okay. different kind of take here. This these are the narcos guys. Keep that in mind. They ain't stupid.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Now,
0: at the beginning of the pilot, Bumpy gets out of prison. It's the sixties. He's been in there since the fifties. Oh, jeez. So he don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> his
0: wife, his wife, played by Ilfinesh Hadera, has to say, you know, this is what's going on. I told you about this that she's been holding things down. He has a daughter with her uh, that she's taken care of obviously by herself, but it's Bumpy Johnson, so she gets help. And yes. when they come back to his wonderful apartment in Harlem, this is a new place, he hasn't even seen it yet. She moved there while he was in prison. It's swanky, as they would have said uh-uh. back then. There's all these people that are welcoming back, but why are they there really?
1: Oh, oh, so oh.
0: he's there. He's just gotten out of prison. All these people are like, hey, oh, Pumpy, I love you. So great to have you back. You know, I was helping your wife hold it down. So um, my son needs a little bit of money and, uh, you know, just a little bit, there's a thousand dollars. I don't know, hmm. you know. It's that kind of thing. So he ends up leaving the party from all of this. And he has a moment with his daughter, all of that. Now, his wife, she's a first lady kind of wife. Mm. But she ain't no fool. She ain't a nagging wife. And they talked about that. Ilfinesh said that in the talk. Yes. He said, we talked about this character, the real woman. We didn't want her to come across like another nagging wife. Because this woman, according to what they said in history, she sought Bumpy, knowing who he was.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So he doesn't let her into the violent stuff, but the bookkeeping keeping. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, and the casino stuff, and all of the non violent stuff. She knows all about it, she knows the money. Oh. So, this is not some woman who's like, Oh, you've got to get out of a life of crime. No, but she does say, You have to do certain things, Bumpy, or you ain't getting none of this.
1: <laughs>
0: now, Bumpy is in league with the Italian mob. This is a black man, yeah, in the 60s. And he did wonderful things for them. Before he went into prison, and this wasn't the first time he went to prison, and he never snitched. But since he's been in prison, the mob has taken over his section of Harlem. Uh So he goes to Vincent D'Onofrio's character (laughs) and says to him, all right, look here, I'm gonna get my cut. Vincent was looking at him going, I'm a made man, and the guy who's now running your territory is a made man. And you coming up in here the way you did, I won't tell you how he did it, might get you whacked. Uh-oh. But do you think that happened?
1: No. We got six
0: <laughs> Exactly. And remember, this is Bumpy Johnson. He has done things for the mob that they've got to consider. Mm-hmm. And he didn't cross the line enough, maybe, to warrant that. But he's skirting the line. Now, after this happens, while Vincent D'Onofrio is told by Paul Sorvino's character, Mm. cool it, cool it on Bumpy, is that going to be something that actually happens? Can that be trusted? Bumpy doesn't think so. His guys don't think so either. So how can they ensure that Bumpy is safe and that they are all safe and that they can get their cut the way they deserve it? Now, another thing that's going on, remember, these are real people. Bumpy knew Malcolm X when he was red.
1: Malcolm Little. (laughs) Yeah,
0: really when he his Detroit Red days. Mm -hmm. So he gets out, he's like, you're a Muslim? (laughs) (laughs) So we do have the real Malcolm X here, played by Nigel Fatch. And what Bumpy does, because he's uh, an operator, what he does is he uses Malcolm X's connections with the nation, all those men, to start cleaning up Harlem. Those mm. places that he's supposed to be going to cut off that he's not. Let's clean it up and send a message. Uh-oh. Hmm. And he also has a way of bringing Malcolm X together with Adam Clayton Powell Jr., who is a Christian preacher, real man, mm-hmm. real politician in the future.
1: And real street in Harlem.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's played by John Giancarlo, Esposito. Yes. Yeah. So John Giancarlo's looking at Malcolm X and thinking about Malcolm X going, that brother wants my pulpit. I don't think so. We don't do that. What's Bumpy gonna do? Cause he needs both of these men. Now the problem with Adam Clayton Powell Jr. at the moment is that the white people won't allow him and the mob in particular, to be on the ballot to run for office.
1: Uh Ah.
0: So all of this stuff comes to fruition, and in the end there is something they find out, I won't give this one away, that helps Bumpy maybe get out from under this whole uh, danger from the mob. Maybe. So that's episode one. I'm going to say this. Watching it this is the '60s in New York, right? Yes. We had Mad Men. Yes. So Mad Men is Midtown, definitely not Harlem. So it's like if you went uptown from Mad Men and went to, you know, the Ill- illegal world. Mm. That's what this is kind of like and feel. It's also it has moments of the film Malcolm X moments. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Again, this was on that big screen you were talking about, Ref. It held up. Oh, it held okay. up. Okay. Um and I'll say that watching it, I am certainly intrigued with what's coming next for Godfather of Harlem. Was the pilot perfect? It was not. It, it's a pilot again. But it had, it was cinematic. The pieces that they set up, that's what's the most intriguing thing. But what my sense was watching it, Ref, that since they're playing real people, these actors aren't really there yet. They're trying to find them. You can Mm -hmm. see it in the pilot. I'm fine watching these actors find characters. That's fine by me. Yes, yes. So that's good, but they haven't really landed it yet. So I think when they do, and I'm sure they will, this might be must-see TV. Might be, I don't know yet, but I'm certainly gonna be watching it. I, I, I just hope that it's gonna be what I think it is. So far so good though, and again, I trust the narcos.
1: Excellent, well let's um, end this with a little precursor or just a little, give us a taste Mm. of the next festival that you'll be covering here, (laughs) which is the beloved New York Film Festival. Now remember, this was our first festival that we started covering together. And before I moved out here to LA, we were going to this together and, quite frankly, saw some Oscar winners, some Emmy winners come out of the New York Film Festival, Moonlight especially. Um, uh, Ava DuVernay's 13th uh, premiered at the New York Film Festival, along with some other wonderful, other wonderful movies and, uh, you know, docs. But you're going to see something that is premiering nowhere else. Yeah. And in his hometown, mm. with his own actors who he usually works with, except for one, which can't mm-hmm. believe he's just finally working with this. It's going to premiere at the New York Film Festival, and you are going to be there. And then there's this yeah. big, huge talk at the end of it. We really can't wait to hear about it. Give us a precursor of what you'll be doing for the New York wow. Film Festival.
0: Well, wow, you really, you really teased that one, didn't you? Oh my I goodness! I did.
1: I mean, it's a, it's it's probably one of the most anticipated movies of the year and you're oh, gonna be able to see it ahead of everyone else and not only that here from the director and the actors yes. about it I really am jealous
0: oh I'm waking up so early to go to that <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to what that is I'm gonna end there yes I'm gonna talk about five films that I just have a feeling about Okay, and we'll okay. see whether that pans out. Uh, one of them won the Palm Door at Cannes this year, Parasite. Now,
1: yes. I won't be
0: seeing this at the festival. It will be at the festival, though, so I'm going to highlight that. I'll be seeing it before the festival screen.
1: We both will, that's right. Both
0: will. <laughs> and this is called Parasite. And the director, it's a Korean film. It's directed by Bong Joon-ho. Now, yeah. if you're going, why is the Craig talking about this? I don't even know who that is. Snowpiercer. You know that movie, yes. don't you? Yes,
1: yeah, yep
0: so that's him and the uh, what it's about here it is this is what they wrote for new york film festival a threadbare family of four struggling to make ends meet gradually hatches a scheme to work for and as a result infiltrate the wealthy household of an entrepreneur his seemingly frivolous wife and their troubled kids and so on and so forth
1: yes it got runner up at the uh, Toronto Film Festival, International Film Festival. So, that and marriage story. So, just letting you know, all the festivals are loving it.
0: Mm. And there's more to the story than that, but I'm not going to give it away. Don't now, do
1: it.
0: Another thing that I'm actually going to see at the festival is Pain and Glory. This was also a TIFF. Yes. This is from the great Pedro Amoldovar
1: mm-hmm. and Ken. And
0: Can, mm-hmm. that's right. So, what's going on here? Antonio Banderas. Who won? One, yeah, one best actor at Cannes. And he's playing Salvador Milo, or Mayo, a director not too subtly modeled on Olmodovar. Uh-oh. And he has growing health problems and creative block. They've initiated a midlife reckoning. So we go in and out of time here. We go to his childhood in the 60s. That's where Penelope Cruz comes in as his mother. Mm -hmm. And then his triumph in the 80s and what's going on in present day Madrid. Wow. Mm. So we'll see what's happening with that. Now, marriage story you mentioned at TIFF. You said it was a runner up as well. Yes. Yes. This is from Noah Baumbach. You've already seen it.
1: Yes, we've already talked about it a little bit. We're interested to hear what you have to say.
0: Exactly. So I'm definitely going to be seeing this. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, you have me at hello. (laughs) Noah, it is a marriage story. Is it a good one? Probably not. So we'll see what happens with that. Merritt Weaver is in this too. I love Merritt. Yeah. Okay. Now, two more left. Second of those, first of those two, I should say. Motherless Brooklyn, also at TIFF. Yeah. Now this is an adaptation from Edward Norton. Now you might be going... Ever Norton, the actor, yes.
1: Primal Fear? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Is he acting here? Yes. Is he writing here? Yes. Is he directing? Yes. Is he producing? Oh. Yes. Good gracious. So it's based on Jonathan Lethem's best-selling nov- novel of the same name. But here, it's going from a modern Brooklyn in the book to 1950s. Mm-hmm. So that's the twist in the movie and the description is emotionally shattered by a botched job. Lionel S. Brog, played by Edward, a lonely private detective with Tourette syndrome. I just, what? <laughs> finds himself drawn into a multi-layered conspiracy that expands to encompass the city's ever-growing racial divide and the devious personal and political machinations of a Robert Moses-like master builder played by Alec Baldwin.
1: What is happening?
0: We got Bruce Willis, Willem Dafoe, Gugu and batha Ra, Bobby Cannavale, Leslie Mann, Cherry Jones is in it as well. Whoa. And that, let me tell you something about Cherry Jones. She showed up in Succession this season.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll be coming back to Succession. Don't you worry. <laughs> and uh, now, what you were talking about with you yeah. teased, yeah. the Irishman.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're saying that. I'm so jealous.
0: World premiere. They put... The industry and critics screening in the big theater for this one. Of course they did. Yeah, Cause I was like, if y'all put us in that little theater, it's gonna be pandemonium. People will be sitting on each other, and there will be deaths. <laughs> I mean, so when I saw that they put it in Alice Tully Hall, I was like, y'all know what y'all doing. Yes. Put it in that thousand-seater because otherwise, I don't know what's gonna happen. People are like camp out overnight. Oh. Anyway. So the Irishman. Before I get to who. The what? What is it about? It's what they call a richly textured epic. It better be at over three hours, three and a half hours. Jeez,
1: come on. Even
0: though that's subject to change. But anyway, richly textured epic of American crime, a dense, complex story told with astonishing fluidity. So it's based on Charles Brant's nonfiction book, I Heard You Paint Houses. Mm -hmm. And it's about friendship and loyalty between men who commit unspeakable acts. To turn on a dime against each other. And the possibility of redemption, of course, in a world where it seems as distant as the moon. Who is the talent? We've oh got gosh. Joe Pesci. What? As,
1: he's back? As, he never comes back, only for one person.
0: Yeah. So he's back. He's playing Pennsylvania mob boss Russell Bufalino. Al Pacino! Oh my gosh. First, First time! With these people, I won't say who yet. Ugh. Al Pacino as Teamsters President Jimmy Hoffa.
1: Of course he did. Did he play Jimmy Hoffa? No, no. Robert De Niro played Jimmy Hoffa, didn't he?
0: No, don't somebody. Joe, do Joe. Somebody. So, One of them. <laughs> Robert De Niro. You said it. The trifecta here. Yeah. As their right man, right hand man, Frank Sheeran. Each working in the closest harmony imaginable.
1: Wait and a minute. And they're
0: working in harmony with.
1: Martin Scorsese! I was going to say, if you got Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, you've got to have
0: Marty. Oh. And this so is the first dumb. time he and Pacino are together.
1: How can that be?
0: What in the world is going on in this three hour, <laughs> 30 minute movie? I will find out. I hope I'm still awake at the end for the talk. <laughs> um, <so laughs> this will be on Netflix. Uh, Just so you know, Motherless Brooklyn is from Warner Brothers. Netflix has Marriage Story. Sony Pictures Classics has Pain and Glory. And Neon has Parasite. So you will be able to see all of these movies soon before the end of the year. And I wonder which one, Rep, will be my favorite. Or will it be something I haven't mentioned? Will it be a little sleeper? We'll find out. All the festivities start for us, uh, the critics and the industry people this week. The New York Film Festival will start after that.
1: (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. And go for a long time. A long time. Well, we're so excited that you're able to cover those festivals and we look forward to hearing your uh, check-ins week by week as to see if there is that sneaker sneaky hit that you love or is it going to be the obvious, The Irishman. Now you can keep up with the critic on social media through Why Watch That handles. I'm sure he'll be dipping in and out of there. Of course, he'll be checking in with us. And we no doubt can't wait to hear your thoughts about those festivals. Thanks, and keep tuned. here. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening.